Welcome back to Leader Unlocked, the podcast where we unlock the secrets to successful leadership and personal growth. I'm your host, Paige Buwan, and today we have Doreen Cooper joining us. We will dive deep into the importance of embracing a growth mindset, developing essential skills, and unlocking the potential within ourselves and our teams. Doreen will share valuable insights and practical tips on how to foster a culture of learning and growth, and how to navigate the ever-changing dynamics of the modern workplace. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Leader Unlocked podcast, Doreen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. We're so excited to have you. You are a highly accomplished professional in the field of training, and you've even conducted training sessions here in the Philippines and internationally. You are also an author, and you wrote your own book, Hashtag Adulting, The Five Secrets to Embracing Change in Life and Career. That's a lot that you're definitely highly accomplished. I want to ask you, in your eyes, who is Doreen Cooper? Thank you, Paige, for your generous words. Okay, so who is Doreen Cooper? It's a really tough question to answer, I have to tell you. But ultimately, the way that I see myself is I'm a learner more than anything else. I'm constantly challenging myself to improve my craft and find ways to help others. I'm also somebody who's very close to my family. I have family by blood and family by choice. They really help keep me centered, grounded, and focused on what matters most in life. In fact, some of my closest friends are friends that I've had since grade school. So they're really some of my best friends. For almost 30 years now, we've been Barcada. So that shows you also how I value my friendship. And a huge part of who I am is also my faith. I always start each day by praying and by always reminding myself that whatever I do is not to give me glory, but to give God glory. And that encompasses the different things that I do. And that also reflects how I do my work. Mm -hmm. And it also is the reason why I'm really big on quality in terms of the work that I deliver. So those are some of the best ways that I would describe myself. A learner, somebody who's very close to her family, and somebody who really tries to walk in faith. And those are some of the things that really influence the different things that I do in life. We get to see a different side of who you are based on how you define yourself. And what I love about this is a lot of people don't realize how strong our culture is and our relationships with other people. But the fact is here in the Philippines, we do have very tight-knit family relations. So thank you for sharing that. Would you be able to walk us through your personal leadership journey, how you started, the challenges you faced along the way? I would say that in terms of my personal leadership journey, it started from the training that I got from home from a very young age. The responsibilities that I was given at home, which taught me certain things in terms of life and in terms of how to do things. But from a professional experience standpoint, I would say that one of the key beginnings, so to speak, that stand out for me would be when I worked in retail back in 2008. 
So when I worked in retail, this was my second job. But my first job, I only stayed there for two months. It was a very mm-hmm. short stint. So sometimes I don't even really consider that my first job, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And I consider that experience that I had in retail as really more of my first job, given that I was there for a slightly longer period of time. When I went into that role, I was a brand assistant. And within the half year that I was in that role, I had to report to three different people, like three different bosses Hmm. took on the role that was more senior to myself. And because I was the person who was there in between these three different higher level managers, I also had to take on a huge chunk of the responsibility of leading the sales team that we had. Mm -hmm. So there were 15 ladies, I believe, or it was between 10 to 15, Mm -hmm. who were reporting to us directly. And I had no prior experience handling a team in that capacity. And it was a team who were much older than myself and much more experienced. Mm. So I would say that was a huge part of my professional leadership journey. First time really handling a team in a professional setting, not in school. First time having a number of people in a professional setting reporting to me. And first time having more experience and older people by age than myself. Right. So it was really very challenging. But thankfully, because it was a team of ladies... And they were wonderful and they were really very understanding of the situation. They helped me as much as they could. And I'm sure I was not a great assistant manager back then. The experiences that I gained and the insights that I learned really helped shape who I was. Even now, I look back Mm -hmm. and remember the lessons and the insights that I learned back then. That's a very interesting journey to go back to. That must have been super challenging. I appreciate that you're sharing all of this because a lot of people, when they think about leaders, they don't really think about the challenges that Mm -hmm. leaders are facing through that journey. What do you think from all of your experience, the qualities and traits that define your leadership style? How has it evolved? It really has changed or evolved a lot through the years as a leader and very people-centered, very development-centered. I focus a lot on giving people opportunities to grow, particularly in terms of their strengths and how they can develop their weak areas. I also really value communication. I have a strong communication background, which helps when I lead people because there are so many things in communication that I don't take for granted. There's still a lot in terms of how I can grow into being an even more effective communicator. I think that it's one of my key skills and I'm happy that I have these skills in communication that I'm able to use when I openly communicate with others, when I don't just say stuff, but I also role model it because I also know the importance of communicating what you do through your actions and not just through your words. I also, as a leader, really value collaboration. And I also really value getting feedback from team members. That's something that I, in fact, actively do. I don't just give feedback. 
I seek feedback and find ways to incorporate it or to use it to help improve myself and the team that I'm working with. So yeah, giving, receiving, seeking feedback is also a huge part of how I lead others. And as I say, I'm very people and very development centered in terms of how I lead others. It's really centered on the people and then the adjustment of feedback and communication, which is so important when you're leading people, not just the team's measures of success, but also their personal development. I'm sure that you've talked to a lot of different people, companies right now with the landscape that we have in terms of work, especially post-pandemic. Have you noticed any common challenges and opportunities presented with the rise of AI and automation? So generally, there are a lot of challenges in the workplace. Yes, there were challenges pre-pandemic, at the start of the pandemic, towards the middle, towards this part. In regard to AI, I think that there are some people who are nervous about their jobs. And there are industries who have been laying off people. It's a sad reality that's here right now that we have to recognize It's here to stay. It will continue to grow. There are also studies about how fast AI is growing. In fact, this morning I was reading on Twitter that chat GPT is already old news because there are so many other applications which are new or newer or in right now. And to me, honestly, that's unbelievable because chat GPT still seems new to me. Right. Currently, it's not new in the AI field anymore. So... Again, AI will definitely make an impact in the workplace. It is making an impact. But I see that as professionals, what we need to do and to focus on is to build on skills, particularly Mm -hmm. those which AI is still unable to deliver on and focus on delivering a personal touch. And I would like to emphasize this, especially to those who are working in the service industry. And Mm -hmm. by service industry... I mean anybody who is providing a service for a company or for clients, because generally speaking, people produce either products or services out of the organizations that we're part of. Products is, of course, something tangible, something you can hold, something you can physically touch or experience, something that you usually see or hold before you pay for it. At least most of the time, that is, unless, of course, you're shopping online. Uh, Mm -hmm. Completely different story. And service is, of course, when something is delivered and then you have to pay for it. Or in fact, you have to pay for it even before something is rendered, like a massage, for example, or in my case, when I deliver workshops. So for those who are working, especially in that industry, I would really encourage you to find ways to incorporate a personal touch and to Mm -hmm. find ways to grow skills or to grow in terms of knowledge that AI hasn't touched on yet or AI hasn't been able to penetrate yet. And also find ways to leverage AI. AI isn't an enemy, it's a tool. And we can use that to improve our skills, improve our knowledge, and to make ourselves even more indispensable in the work that we're doing. We're definitely so focused on this idea that AI is going to take a lot of jobs away, but we're not seeing the opportunity or the jobs that will be created Mm -hmm. because of AI. And it's definitely daunting because 
it's moving so fast. I have a question for you, Doreen. So despite all of that, have you found focusing on communication, people growth development as still so important despite how everything has evolved over time? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think that communication and finding ways to grow and develop yourself, those are skills that will continue to be valuable. I find them to be life skills more than anything Mm -hmm. else. And I find that they are important regardless of the industry that you're in. In fact, if you don't grow your skills in those areas, then you are rendering yourself a disservice Because those are skills that can help you really succeed or find success, regardless of the job that you're in and the industry that you're part of. It's really time to highlight that learning these essential skills is not going to box you in any particular role or any particular industry. Upskilling is so important now, especially in this new world with AI, with the rate that it's growing. Let's talk about the skills and upskilling, because that's definitely a very important topic, especially in this changing economy. What skills do you think are essential or we should start learning today so that by the time we master those skills, we're still ahead of the game? That's a great question, Paige. The World Economic Forum discusses this very important topic when they have their gatherings, so to speak. Mm -hmm. For those who aren't familiar with the World Economic Forum, you can think of it as something like a convention of business leaders. They discuss some very important issues that leaders should be aware of, that leaders should be taking note of, Mm -hmm. and that leaders should be participating in. And back in 2020, they shared some of the top skills they think people need to develop to be successful in the workplace. And mind you, they do this every few years and those Mm -hmm. skills change. That's what's very interesting about it. Every time they have this conversation, it changes. But I do want to mention three of those 15 skills, which they identified. The first one being analytical thinking and innovation. The second being active learning and learning strategies. And the third is complex problem solving. And again, these are just three skills, which these leaders are saying, hey, you guys need to develop these skills to remain relevant in the workplace. And these are the skills that will continue to be valuable until 2025. And I'm willing to guess that these skills will remain valuable even after 2025. Now, it's really very important to continue upskilling. And these are just some skills to get you started. But what is important here is to learn and to keep learning. I mean, just to give you an example, Paige, when I was working in retail in 2008, social media was nowhere close to what it is today. I mean, 2008, I think, was the year I joined Facebook. And it's just so different. And that is a skill that is important in so many industries. It doesn't mean that we all have to be experts at it. But what is important is that we have a working knowledge of how to navigate these different platforms and for some, it's even a career. And a social media managers now, which back then I can't imagine having a social media manager back in 2008. Yeah. So this just shows us that it's important to keep upskilling. And as I mentioned, if you're wondering where is a good place to start to look at skills that you need to improve, then look up the list from the World Economic Forum because I would say that that's a pretty good 
place to get started in terms of navigating where to get started in improving the different skills that you have. Thank you for highlighting the first skills to at least start because when you Google any list, it can become very overwhelming. So Mm -hmm. we can first focus on the three things, analytical thinking, active learning, complex problem solving. The jobs that are available today did not exist 10 years ago. So we can just start to imagine what the next five years is going to look like and what jobs will be born from that. It's great to highlight those three things. How important is it to develop a growth mindset, no matter what industry you're in or what demographic you belong to? Well, to answer you directly, it's very important. Apart from learning or the ability to learn things and learn well, being identified as the second most important skill to succeed in the workplace until 2025, continuously growing your mindset, your knowledge, your skills, this ability to grow regardless of where you're in, being open to things, aka having a growth mindset, it really does give you a competitive advantage. And I would say that a lot of people take this for granted or they don't Mm -hmm. realize it. In fact, well, just this morning, I was talking to a group of college students. I was giving a talk on having a growth mindset is really one of those things that we covered. What people don't realize is that the thing with mindset also is your mindset can honestly change so much throughout the course of your life. And some people, they develop a growth mindset today and they become complacent. And Mm -hmm. what happens is their mindset changes later on and they start to develop a fixed mindset because they stop Mm -hmm. challenging themselves. They stop being open to learning new things and they're happy where they are. They're comfortable. And there's nothing wrong with being comfortable, but there is something wrong when it gets in the way of you becoming a better version of yourself, somebody who is interested in continuing to learn and grow and to improve yourself. For the benefit of our listeners who may not be familiar with what a growth mindset is or what a fixed mindset is. Let me give you some examples. If you have a growth mindset, when you face something like a challenge, for example, the way that you address it is you think, I can, or I can do this. Mm -hmm. This is something I can manage. If you have a fixed mindset, the way that you approach things is usually with an I can't or I cannot. Right. So right then and there, you already see the key difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And I think it already shows us how it may be more possible for somebody with a growth mindset to succeed long term in life and career, as opposed to somebody with a fixed mindset who may tend to give up more easily. Let me give you some other examples of how somebody with a growth mindset thinks versus somebody with a fixed mindset. Those with a growth mindset would think or would approach things by asking themselves, is this my best? And Mm -hmm. somebody with a fixed mindset, on the other hand, might approach the same project or the same challenge by thinking this should be fine. And there are times Mm -hmm. when it really is fine to think that. I mean, we can also talk about applying the Pareto principle here. But I think this just shows us that somebody with a growth mindset is more likely to give their best and to really push for quality-oriented or driven work versus somebody with a fixed mindset. Let's talk about feedback here, a concept which I mentioned earlier on. Somebody with a growth mindset 
would be somebody who would love to learn from and grow from negative or constructive feedback. While somebody with a fixed mindset might see negative feedback as hurtful and as something personal and something that should be avoided because it hurts them. It's something that might make them feel threatened. So you really, again, see the key differences between having a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. A lot of people would just think, oh, it's just mindset, you know, I can still do things, but they don't realize that it's the key to being able to break boundaries or do so much more than the limiting beliefs that you set for yourself can have. I'm going to add another one to the list, the word yet, the powerful, like, I can't do this yet, because mm-hmm. at least it's not definitive. You can still learn it. There's still a next step or an opportunity to grow that. But I love that we're having this conversation on how they can develop themselves further. Now, there are a lot of companies that are also focused on developing their teams Mm -hmm. because, yeah, it's so important to do that. How do you encourage your team to continue learning? There are a lot of ways. One way that you can do that, to be honest, it's also trusting your team. This Mm -hmm. is a weird way to start off some tips on how to encourage your team from learning and growing. But honestly, when you encourage learning or growth and development, you want to encourage people to try new things and not be afraid to make mistakes at times. So you also have to trust them and to trust in the learning process. Now that also brings me to a point which I mentioned, for you to encourage learning or for your team to grow and develop, you want to encourage your people, as I mentioned, to try new things, to experiment, to make mistakes at times because it's part of growth and learning and development and to provide opportunities for them to try things out. I remember when I was still employed years ago, I had a manager, he would regularly encourage me to attend training outside of the office. And I really appreciated that. In fact, that was one of the things which encouraged me to really look for learning opportunities outside the walls of the company that I was part of. And it helped me in terms of growing and developing into the professional that I am today. So again, encourage them to learn You should also role model it, trust them to learn through the mistakes and the process, but of course, be there to mentor and guide them as well. Role model learning, because it's one thing to encourage or tell your team members, I want you guys to keep learning and growing. But if they don't see you also learning and growing, that's a completely different discussion altogether. But I'm going here that it's also very important for you to walk your talk as a leader. And yeah, just encourage them to try new things out and maybe do things together so that they can also see how really invested you are in their own growth and development. And don't be a forget to incorporate feedback because, you know, as the saying goes, practice is good, but evaluated practice is better. If you want them to grow and develop, then you also want to make sure that they are provided feedback in terms of how they are learning and developing. And they see that you are really invested in their growth and development. Leaders do play a huge part in supporting their teams especially their growth and development. Let's break this misconception of leaders are the ones giving you your tasks for the day. 
we have to move to a more like empowered and growth mindset. Thank you so much for all of the insights that you've shared. Any final thoughts and advice for our listeners today from you, Doreen? I think, Paige, for me, I would really just want to encourage everybody to keep growing or finding ways to grow, find ways to learn. And as I mentioned earlier on, you give feedback to others, but I would say give, receive, and seek feedback. And at times, there are organizations who don't get feedback from people who are just starting in their careers. And I don't think that's a good thing. In fact, I think that you can give, receive, and seek feedback regardless of how long you've been in an organization and regardless of what level you are in the organization. What's important is that we encourage people to go back to the purpose as to why feedback is being provided. And we always check in with our intentions, that our intention should be to help other people and to help the organization grow and develop. So once you have your intentions in place and you're able to teach people how exactly to give, receive, and seek feedback, because I can tell you that these are skills that people Mm -hmm. learn. And a lot of people don't realize that Receiving feedback is a skill that needs to be honed, that seeing Mm -hmm. it is another skill and giving it is another skill as well. But once we're able to really teach people that, help them to explore, encourage them to grow and explore and to trust that they also will put in their hard day's work and also be able to give us things that we need in the organization for us to grow and develop as a group together, to collaborate together, then I would say that organizations, they can really grow and flourish together. And I hope that if anyone has any questions, they can, of course, reach out to me even after our discussion today. But I really have this dream that one day we have workplaces where people really thrive together, that they're Mm -hmm. able to develop together. And my dream is to really see every single Filipino worker as world-class in terms of how they perform their work and in terms of how they lead their people. Right. Thank you so much for that. There's definitely a lot of change and it's not going to stop now, but thank you so much for your insights. I'm sure our listeners would love to learn more about you. Where can they go to learn more from you? Sure. Well, they can check me out on YouTube. I have a library of videos there that they can learn from. And these cover different insights or essential skills. I also refer to them as power skills because they are essential for you to gain success in the workplace and influence, among other things. So if you just go to YouTube and look up Doreen Cooper on YouTube, you can find my videos there. I also am active on Facebook. You will find my professional page is up on Facebook. I also am active on LinkedIn. And you can also send me a follow request on Instagram where I also share these insights, my professional insights, and also some personal stories on my Instagram page. Awesome. Well, we'll be sure to check that out. Thank you so much, Doreen, for sharing all of your insights with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure being on your show. Thanks for listening to this episode of Leader Unlocked. We hope that you found the insights and experiences shared by our guest to be valuable and inspiring. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to our show and leave a review to help us spread the word. You can also follow us on our social media channels to stay up to date on upcoming episodes and join the conversation. This is Leader Unlocked, signing off.